Good morning, my name is Kimberly Fitton and welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast, breaking it down so it can forever be broken. We're going to talk today about self-love. The trending term is this self-concept and we're going to get into it. It's really a lot more going on than you think and um it's not so much the cheesy love yourself love yourself love yourself but the fact that you think it's cheesy really lends to the fact you need to focus on your self-concept and and drop your intentions for a second um but i don't want to get ahead of myself because guess what (laughs) we need to give gratitude we need to give gratitude. So I'm going to go to it real quick. Um, I want to give a special, special shout out to the people that have landed in the DMs saying great things, giving words of encouragement. So I want to say your names and I'm not going to say everybody. So just so you know, um, but I will because we have enough episodes coming up where, where I can shout out everybody Mimi Sims thank you for the kind words thank you for listening and thank you for holding down your part of the universe Deborah Cunningham (laughs) what up Summer Whitmore and Summer's husband whose name I don't have right now Sylvia Cox God bless Kim Wagner Jasmine Martin Mackenzie Cardillo. And if I'm saying that wrong, I'm going to repeat. Mackenzie Cardillo. You know, put a little fancy on it. Chrissy. Shirley. Um, Tiffany Renee. Oh my gosh. And I really do want to send a special shout out to Hamilton Harden. Um, a musical genius, a creative, who created this EP called Pray. And he specifically did it so that people would be more interested in praying. It's so inspired. And I always love running, stumbling across people who are um, having these divine moments and realizing that it's not about an oversaturated market of people talking about the same thing, right? You are chosen. We are chosen to talk about it whatever we're chosen to talk about in our own special way for the people that are meant to hear us. I'm living proof of that. And Hamilton Harden, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, And if you guys want to check it out, it's really, I'm a musical geek. So, um, and it's, it's not your typical. It is really nice though. Really, really nice. And you can tell um, they have a personal relationship. Look, that's my 17 seconds of gratitude. Who you give thanks for in your space? Let's let's do it. 17 seconds. Thanking the divine for everyone and everything in your space that is prospering you. Even the moments of contrast. Thank it. Thank them. Thank you for the barista who prospers me in caffeine. Thank you for everybody that works at Trader Joe's. Thank you for my memory being intact. And that's 17 seconds. Whether you're on the road listening to work, coming back from work, 
wherever you're at in the universe listening to Manifesting 101 podcast, I want to say thank you. Um, It's pretty humbling, that's for sure, to get the emails, to get the DMs. Um, And it never fails, by no surprise, of course, that it's always when I need to hear it. It's always when I need to see it. I never want to quit the work. And then there is this piece around, am I being effective? And so I just remember where it first started. A big leap of faith. Just going live on Facebook, a big leap of faith. Just going live on IG, a big leap of faith. Having my own um, event, big leap of faith. Holding web, you know, um, internet events, right? Um, Webinars. A big leap of faith. Writing a book. A big leap of faith. This podcast, I think I already said it, but a big leap of faith. And I don't walk on water. I walk on the word. And that's what we're doing every day. And so I just want to thank you guys. I just really want to pour in gratitude. I want to give thanks for my Facebook audience. Where it started. Where it all started, and for the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people I will come in contact with in this journey, I bless you preemptively. I bless your journey, and I bless all of you for just taking the time to tune in. So that's what's up. Um, Let's get to this self-love. We know... um, the rule for some of us who are biblical and if you're not it doesn't matter uh love your neighbor as yourself most times that gets interpreted 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 as love um or treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated that that is definitely not what that means It's actually a step-by-step process. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. That's the Shema in Deuteronomy 6. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. What comes first, your neighbor or yourself? Loving yourself. And a lot of us go throughout our whole lives thinking that it's a point of humility not to love ourselves. Oh, I don't want to think myself more highly than I ought to think. I don't want to be conceited. I don't want to seem like I don't care. But if you don't love yourself, then you can't do part C, which actually is part B. <laughs> love your neighbor. And then part C is love the Lord, your God. And I understand that people are like, uh-uh, you're supposed to love God first. I would like to submit as a point to ponder that loving God happens simultaneously with loving yourself. How can you love your God whom you cannot see and not love your fellow man whom you see every day? Sound familiar? Well, the reason why you can't love your fellow man whom you see every day is because you don't love the first fellow man that you see every day waking up in the mirror yourself. And I know there are some of you listening that are like, yes, I do, Kim. I love myself. Then riddle me this. 
There are degrees to loving. So riddle me this. You've been manifesting, 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 and then you hit a wall. Or you just began manifesting and you can't figure out why nothing's coming to fruition. And you think it's because you doubt. I would like to submit as a point to ponder that it's because you don't love. You are so worthy of all that you desire. You are so worthy of your intentions. And if you think manifesting your intentions is going to magically make you feel better and sustained feeling of great, you're wrong. And it's it's like, it, and that's why it's so hard to come down from the high, right? It's so hard when you crash. You manifest, you manifest, you manifest, and then all of a sudden there's nothing. And then you start to think about yourself, like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? What am I doing? What what am I not following? What rules am I not following? And then you look at all your notes that you took about manifesting. What's up with that? Or am I not following the steps correctly? You have a list of steps, but you're forgetting that you won't need the steps when you operate in love. I did a episode on the supernatural technology of love. But love is the thing and love is the thing. Love is the thing. Love is the posture by which we manifest the unlimited. And it's such a hard space to get into because I often run into mentees who are like, I'm never going to forgive them. I know you're going to ask me to forgive them, Kim, and I'm not going to do it. Or forgiving is hard. Yes, yes, and yes. Forgiving is hard. And if you're not going to do it, then you're not operating in love, not for the other person, but for yourself. And so you're going to have issues manifesting. I have a couple of mentees that are attempting to, that desire to manifest a specific person. And there are some of you who have been in the inboxes like, I really want this specific person. I'm manifesting every one but that. Um, but this and, and how is that working? And so I always cover this. You're manifesting a specific person. That's super easy to do. You can do it. It's totally awesome. You know, um, there are some rules and I guess maybe I should do an episode on manifesting a specific person and the do's and don'ts. Um, there are some rules to it, but if you don't choose to adhere to the rules, then okay, go for it. Most people that are manifesting a specific person are doing it out of desperation and because they feel that they're not good enough. They feel that the reason why the person isn't with them is because of them. Well, Kim, they told me that I wasn't it. They told me blah, blah, blah. That wasn't it. Okay, that may be true. You may not be it. And I want to ask you, after they told you you weren't it, did you have any interactions afterwards where they said the complete opposite? Before they told you you weren't it. Did you have any interactions where they told you the complete opposite? Just how great you are, how amazing you are. People don't normally lie like that. <laughs> when emotions like that come out, they're really feeling it in the moment. And oftentimes, I only know about uh, the male species, so I just talk about that. Oftentimes, it's extremely hard for men to talk about their emotions unless they are people that love falling in love with love and know the power of love. 
But mainly when a man opens up and becomes real tender about you and your role with them, that's oftentimes the truth. And then whatever internal things are going on, then they switch it up. If you're asking my opinion, the minute they switch up, um, it also depends on what you want, I should say. The minute they switch up, you can ignore the three D. I love Frances Scovel Shin when she was like, "My my, all that belongs to me comes to me on many ships across a sea of indifference." <laughs> when I tell you, I become the executive vice president in charge of I don't care. I'm not paying attention to you. Whatever you're doing in the three D does not even have any bearings on my belief system or nor what I know is and this is with anything how how do I do that it's a stage right so I'm just letting you in on my journey of manifesting a manifestation I'm still I am still I am still on this journey still learning and just when you think you have something figured out um, there's some soul outworking that happens and you're just like, oh, Lord, I got that still. Oh, Lord, that's happening. Ooh, where did that come from? And so on this journey, like I've been able to build a sea of indifference by reminding myself, as my dearest friend Laura says, you are the prize. But also no mother son is going to have me out in these streets crying anymore. No mother son gets to do that. No mother's son gets to have me think I am lesser. There is nothing too good to be true. Nothing too wonderful to happen and nothing too good to last for Kimberly. And I have to like really rage and tell myself these things. You make every space better. You are the poo. Take a big whiff. You are giving. You are loving. You are loyal. You are trusting. You are a gem. You bend over backwards for those you love. You bend over backwards for those you are in covenant and relationship with. And heck, give yourself the credit you deserve, Kimberly. You give and give and give even beyond what you have a relationship with. People that you've never even met you give to. You give the shirt off your back if you felt the need, if you felt inspired to without any, without any compensation. Because you understand that every space is made better by you. You understand that you have the gift of multiplication in your hand, that you take ideas and you multiply them. That you take strategies and you correct them. That you fix and you unsilo. You create systems that make people's lives better. And how much more are you going to do for your husband? He is going to get a treasure. Your territory is going to expand. And when I talk to myself like that and remind myself of the truth, I get back into alignment. I sit back on the throne. I do that. I put my crown back on. And I'm not talking about some colloquialistic uh, phrasing, right? I'm not talking about anything pop culture. Okay, queen. Okay, king. No, I'm talking about the fact that I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about Colossians. Yeah. 
I'm seated in Christ Jesus, who is at the right hand of the Father. If I'm seated in him, where am I? That means I got a throne. That means I have a crown. Yeah. That means I'm royalty. I'm an heir and a joint heir. I wish I would. And this is how I talk to myself. I wish I would succumb to grief right now. I wish I would succumb to low-level thinking and thinking I'm not enough and limited thinking and deprecating thinking. And I talk to myself, I mean, in the car, when I have those moments of doubt and fear and resentment and bitterness, because call a thing a thing. That's what that is. Lack of self-love. When I'm too hard on myself and I'm about to change my frequency. And there have been times where I have dwelled on a negative thought, on a contrasting statement and come into agreement with erroneous thinking. And it creates a spiral of depression and anxiety, just like a spiral, just a negative spin cycle of thinking. And so it takes some time to get out of that. And so what I've learned to do when it happens is don't dwell. If you're in the group mentorship, we talked about the importance of not being hard on yourself because you have a negative thought. That's not the thing. It's the dwelling. And the spiraling that happens, right? But I start to rage. I start to go off. I start to go off about the positive. Because if I don't love me, who's going to love me? And I also know that if I don't love me, if I don't grow in loving me, I will not attract my highest good. I will out this. I will limit the highest good coming to me. Because I'll always attract it, but I will limit the amount. So that's part one, right? Self-love. Self-love really comes out of understanding how God sees you. And I'm not talking about the reflection. Because how God sees you is without a mirror. If you ever look into a mirror, everything is the opposite. And so we were like, I want to look in the mirror and see what God sees. Um, not in the mirror though. So you need to set it in your mind. Set the intention to see you as God sees you. And I'm going to tell you, he sees you as perfect. God does not see you as flawed. There's nowhere in the Bible that supports it. He does not talk about what once was. As far as your mistakes, he doesn't do that. He's not petty. And when he looks at you, he doesn't say to himself, man, they are so lucky. I love them. I don't even know why I love them. Ugh, you are so lucky to have me in your life. I guess I'll do my charity work and love them. He doesn't do that. I was talking with one mentee and I was enlightening them about the fact that you have to watch your eye and your ear gates and, you know, because music, for example, music really does set the tone internally and can change our frequency, the vibration that we're on. Which is why I do not participate in certain types of worship music. 
Kurt Franklin is really good for it. And again, I don't think Kurt should care what I think um, at all. Um, he's still doing what he needs to do. And I'm not yucking on nobody's yum. You like it, you listen to it. I don't care. But the woe is me. Who, who could love a wretch like me? I don't know why you love me. I don't know why you care. I don't know why you want to do like a lot of his songs independent of the one where he's trying to keep up with the times. Like I I can't even go there because I think it's funny and just I can't. Anyway, other than those, he's really key for like writing songs that are just like, same with James Fortune, like. I don't know why you love me and oh, please change me because I just, you know, I just am a wretch. I'm done. I just don't. Please. Thank you for even loving little old me. Like I don't come into agreement with those worship songs because God is not thinking about that at all. He's not tearing me down. And that thinking does not place God and I as one that places God above me. And that's not true. The God I serve is within. He's given me all power. We are one. I am made in his image. I have his spirit. I have his breath. And so coming into agreement with the fact that when God looks at me, I'm perfect is, is, step, is step one for me. The other thing is asking God, how, how do you want my life to look? What what am I desiring that you want to do exceeding and abundantly? What is it? Like change my eyesight and my, and my limited point of view. Because I have whatever I ask. And so I understand so deeply how much the Lord loves me. And even at the deepest, even at the deepest, I still am discovering even more depths of his love. And I will forever until the day I take my last breath in this human body before being translated. It took me a long time to really accept the love of God. I actually um, made a reel about my story. And I just, I just love when people will be like, God didn't save you. He didn't fix you. Um, you don't know what God did for me. So go be great over there. I just love when people try to argue your experiences. I don't care. You're powerful to disagree. I don't care about not Nan opinion. It's my it's my lived experience, and I only teach about what I know and what I've experienced. So, is that? But I shared on a reel how I had dealt with suicidal ideation for years. Um, and if you know a fraction of my life, you'll you'll understand, you know, why that was. Um, and I haven't even gone into the whole story of of my life, but I dealt with suicidal ideation, and it was always this: I'm not good enough, and really having rejection had an impact on my life. I just really thought it's me. The reason why people didn't want me, the reason why people didn't love me to be specific, why relationships can never work out. It's got to be me. I'm the common denominator. It's got to be me. And it was, it was me. It was me because I didn't understand how wonderfully loved I am and what an honor it is to love me. I didn't understand the cost benefit that the benefits um, that a person has when being loved by me. And I let it be known 
that you can have the world. And that I'm willing to work on whatever I need to work on to be better, to understand, to, to do this, right? Because relationships are work. But when I'm giving my all and when I'm operating in love and you're saying you don't want me, you don't do this, you like you can't. At that point, it has nothing to do with me because I know that if you aren't for me, if not this, then something better or the equivalent is coming my way. And that is really after doing the work of understanding that I am love. I am love. And here's the key that turned it around for me. I am love, the manifestation of God in the earth. And God is love. If I am love, all of his creation is. The birds, the grass, the mosquitoes, the wasp. And the person that doesn't want me. (laughs) In my head, right? And so I really flipped it. I transmuted it. The thought. If I am the manifestation of God, and so is, let's say that their name is Bob, and so is Bob. Bob is a manifestation of God on the earth, and Bob really does love me. There's not a person on the planet that doesn't love me. There's not a person on the planet that doesn't love me. Because God is love And every human being, every point of creation is a fraction of God manifested on the earth through their being. That don't mean Bob and I got to be together. But I know Bob doesn't hate me. And I know Bob um, isn't rejecting me because of me. Bob is going through his own internal issues and got nothing to do with me. The co-worker that hates my guts, we're only around each other. Um, one, two hours of the day. You don't hate me. You hate yourself. And I bless you to grow in love. And if you really want to grow in the self-concept, that that really helped me. That's one of my biggest tips. That self-concept, wanting to manifest a specific person or a thing and working on how you look at yourself and just because you want to manifest that, it's temporal and it won't last. So you'll manifest them, they'll return and it won't last. Because what lasts is love. Look at 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Heaven and earth will pass away, but what will what will happen? Love will remain. Now by its faith, hope, and charity, also known as love, and the grip, but the greatest of these is love. Look at that chapter again and tell me that is not the most powerful supernatural technology and also the most underutilized. When you learn to receive love and love yourself, you will attract the most amazing things. You are the apple of God's eye. Have you seen his eye? I have not. I just imagine that he, the wonderful spirit being that he is, His eye has to be phenomenal, and I'm smack dab in the middle.
And I'm excited. I'm at the core. We are at the core. And I'm excited. My one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is how at the very thought. Have you? Okay, so I'm going to paint the picture. You know, when you just got off your date with your, in, you know, the person you married or the person you're in love with or, you know, like you just, you had your first date and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. The day after you're thinking about it, you could be doing mundane, regular things, right? You, they come across your mind and you beam, you smile. And even though the thought's internal, you can't help having a visceral reaction to the very thought of them. Well, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It talks about how God, at the very thought of us, dances, rejoices, screams at the top of whatever his lungs look like. (laughs) And spins wildly around, dancing, whirling like a dervish. At the very thought of me. It's really hard not to have a visceral response. Because there are millions of people who don't believe that they're thought of. Who don't believe that they're loved. And I used to be one of them. And the thought of my father... Having a fit joyfully because I exist was enough for me. An infinite, unlimited God chooses to be friends with me because I'm worth it. Not because he had nothing better to do. Not because of pity, but because I'm worth it. Now I say to you, an infinite, unlimited God loses it in joy over you because you are worth it. Them not wanting you has nothing to do with you. You make every space better. You bring value to every area. You are the prize. You're such a joy. You have amazing ideas. You're so gifted. You're so wonderful. Loving you is the joy of one's heart. You, my friends, are just unbelievably amazing. And when you see yourself as a ball of light radiating, walking into the bank, walking into the coffee shop, walking into your job, understand that they see your light. And like moths to a flame, they come, it come. You attract love. You attract love in all that you do. You give it and you receive it willingly. Open your mind to receive love. Open your mind to understand that whether you manifest a relationship you want with that person or not, doesn't matter because you're going to get that or the equivalent or something better. Because you are deserving of love. You're deserving of love. Pay attention to the facts. And don't let 
the 0.5% ruin the fact that they're in 99.5% of the population that is head over heels in love with you. And the minute that people start to love themselves and receive the love of the Lord, the, the world is better. Their lives change. And I know everybody that is in the town that I'm in, in the state I'm in, has seen my change. It's not something that I constructed. I used to be so bitter, so evil, so hurt, so broken, so apprehensive, so worried, so stressed, all because my bio father didn't think I was good enough to come and see, to spend time with. So why would anybody want me? I need to prove it. My relationship, I, I didn't, they didn't want to marry me. I was never good enough to be married. They told me all the reasons why they didn't want to marry me. It's got to be me. They told me why they didn't want to be with me. I was weird. Wanted too much. A lot of work. It's got to be me. I didn't get the promotion. Maybe it's because I don't have my doctorate degree. I got to go get it because it's got to be me. I didn't get an award. They didn't come to my event, the event and support me. It's got to be me. When am I going to fit in? When is it going to be me? And when I stopped thinking like that, my life changed. You all came. Because it is me. I'm love. I am love. And I give it freely and receive it willingly. I love you all. And I would that before you desire one other thing, you desire yourself first. I, I hope, I pray, and it is with great faith that I desire that you look through the glass a little less darkly. And you see yourself as you are known of the Father, deeply and wonderfully loved. I'm Kimberly Fitton. This is Manifesting 101, the podcast. I want you to have an extraordinary day. Give thanks for your life. Give thanks for your love. Give it freely and receive it willingly. You can find out more about me at KimberlyFitton.com. If you would like mentorship, you can find out all that information at KimberlyFitton.com. Get the um, free tools. Check out the YouTube channel. Follow me on all social media platforms. And we're doing 15 days of meditation. It's the 15 by 15. Um, I'm giving 15 ways to meditate. Meditation is one of the biggest ways um, that you can enhance manifesting in the time, right? It's all in how you meditate and finding the style that works for you. So we're going to have some fun. And that starts on July 15th. Look, you guys, I'm so excited about your life, your journey, and love. I love you. I do. Yep, you. I love you. Go be great.